Welcome to the Mojo Mecca. We are a media, wellness and artistry hub that is in celebration of the earth. Inspired to live in a mindful, health-filled way. Humbled by the depths of inner exploration and the power of practicing daily ritual. In love with the beauty of cultures worldwide and the adventurous nature of travel and dedicated to a life of heart-centeredness, purposeful pursuits, and a whole lot of mojo. Welcome back to the Mojo Mecca. Thank you so much for being here again. And thank you all um, who have been in the Mojo Mecca app and been supporting that movement, that community, that alternative social platform. It's been just such an amazing experience to be in there and especially within doing the weekly sessions which have not molded but sort of transitioned more so into being creativity sessions and um, I'm going to be shifting them to being more open in a sense of men can join for perhaps not all of them, but some of them, um, as I just really love to have that mix of dynamics in there too, although I'm sure it will be majority women, <laughs> let's be honest, um, that, that will be in those sessions. But if you don't know, we do host weekly circles slash creativity sessions based on different themes um, and areas, and we kind of simultaneously are sharing with one another, introducing ourselves to one another um, and exploring these topics and areas of our own lives and stories um, while we are creating art. And so at the end of the session, you will have a piece of art there, whether you finish it entirely or not. But um, it's been such an incredible experience. And just to, at the end, we share our art with one another and just how everyone represents and and interprets people's art too is so beautiful it just adds such a depth to what you've created and it's such a beautiful shared experience so yeah so that's a part of the app so we do them weekly each Sunday evening and yeah alongside that next year 2021 we're going to be starting um basically moving towards all art or photos or writing stories, everything that is shared in the app, obviously with your consent, but um, based on these different topics that we explore each week is going to be compiled into what feels like it wants to be a book, like a magazine slash book but I really, really want to print it in the physical and have people have that physical copy of it too. Um, so it will be a compilation of all of the community's creations um, next year. And I'll release one in the middle of the year. So one, you know, for six months worth of work and then one at the end of the year next year. So to be a part of that project, um, it's only $5 a month to join the app and be a part of it and then you get access obviously to the weekly sessions and to everything that is in the app and you yeah it's quite similar to Instagram as I've expressed you know you have your own profile and you can 
post and share um, whatever you feel to, photos, videos, live videos. We have groups based on kind of more specific interests, so art, photography, um, health and healing, meditation. We have a book club. There's so much in there. Um, so you can go to mojomecca.app and you'll find the download info or you can search Mojo Mecca in the App Store or in the Google Play Store. Um, yeah, mojomecca.app is accessible via your computer too. So you can sign in and post directly from your computer. And yeah, if you have any other questions, feel free to email me um, about the app or if you would like to collaborate within the app or host an online workshop through there. Um, or have your work featured. Uh, it's a beautiful collaborative space and I'm very open and flexible to um, supporting other people through that platform. That's really the, the heart of it and the intention of it. Um, okay, so I'm going to transition now into introducing this beautiful guest that I have in this conversation today. So in this conversation, I'm speaking with Afra of Sanctuaire. She is a being who I've followed for a while now on Instagram and her art is just, just touches me on such a deep level and it's so potent and so calming yet activating and I just encourage you if you haven't seen her work, I would say before, even before you listen to this conversation, just look at a few of her works and then you'll kind of get the feel for what she is about and what her transmissions are. Um, but her work is just, she's seriously one of my favorite artists and I've only known about her work for a little while, but I just felt so deeply kindred and connected to her from the moment that I saw her work. And having this conversation with her was just everything and more, you know, like I, I was so excited to meet her one day and, and she's been supporting the app too and joining the circles and um, she's probably going to be collaborating next year and hosting some, some of the art circles and sharing some of her guidance in that way. She's also an art therapist. So currently she's living in Scotland and working at what seems like a really amazing facility um, moving through art therapeutic processes with people who have special needs and so she shares about that and her journey and her study of theosophy magic and occultism and how that plays into um, and informs I guess her work and just her lens on life and being connected to the natural world and ceremony plants um, and how all of that just feeds into what she creates on the page and um, her process with that. So we talk about that power, that rituals, and just a deeper listening and seeing of the world around us, how that plays into um, our creations and how much it can really help to grow us stronger and more resilient in spirit and in creativity and she has so much wisdom in this in this conversation. I will allow you to drop in and receive it. I don't want to inform too much in the beginning, but it's a beautiful exploration also into um, the therapy of art therapy, <laughs> the model of it, um, and how, I mean, for me currently, I'm studying 
a Bachelor of Counselling, which is more traditional um, psychotherapeutic models and how we, we kind of explore how the somatic and also creative um, element is oftentimes lacking from that um, realm of therapy and how important it could be to some people to explore those areas for their healing processes. Um, just coming from that more holistic place where you have um, tools and things that you can bring in based on the client that's there before you and what they would resonate with. So I will allow you to drop in and enjoy this conversation and I look forward to seeing you in the app soon. Yeah, how are you? Thanks for um yeah, for for agreeing to do this. I don't know, I just had this like obviously I've been following your work and so in love with your art for so long, but I just I just had this feeling like I just really wanted to to connect deeper and to hear more about the work that you do too and um about your you know your creative process and your journey and you know how you weave in yeah your work with art therapy um because it's mm. yeah it's all really fascinating to me because I'm also well I'm yours obviously already studied but I'm in the midst of studying a, a degree in counseling and I'm I'm hoping to um explore like art therapy with within that or like you know add that on top of it I guess afterwards and mm. you know weave that sort of um form of therapy together because I um I've done a bit of work already within like the community service kind of sector and I, I worked at this um this organization that was working with people with disabilities um and using art as as a as a therapy it wasn't like art therapist there it was more like it was just this creative house kind of thing that people could come to um and and create you know for a few hours mm. and it's part of their kind of I guess treatment schedule not treatment but like their roster you know what I mean for like um yeah different like activities and stuff that they do through the week but I just found it really amazing to just witness what would happen with people when they you know just dropped into that creative space people who um yeah especially with different disabilities were kind of had different kind of behavioral stuff going on and then they would create and they would just completely soften and um mm. focus and yeah anyway <laughs> that's my little my uh, spiel anyway but I, I was just really excited to yeah to connect with you more anyway and yeah um, yeah very likewise it's really a pleasure um to hear your voice and to connect um and it is funny that you have the same journey with the with the counseling and um i guess the kind of people that you've been drawn towards so far uh i actually work with special needs children and young adults specifically mm. um for the last um year and a half so i i actually uh, live and work on a camp hill um in scotland the original founding place um of this uh, movement based on anthroposophy um so yeah i work with with people with a varied presentation really complex needs so it's very i can i you know i can relate exactly to what you're saying about how art therapy particularly can help um can help these people connect on a level that where they are you know where they're 
in a non-ordinary realm effectively. Mm-hmm. I really love to always begin with like I kind of express it in the way of, um, you know, pivotal points that have that have guided you to where you are right now too. And, and I guess also a, a sort of general introduction to, to you and, and the work that you do and yeah, any kind of like pivotal moments, like I said, within your journey that you feel have kind of, um, yeah, led you to where you are now and, and what mm-hmm. you're doing right now. <laughs> I know that's very vague and um, I'm sure like, yeah, just share from whatever comes to you um, naturally and then we can, mm. we can just kind of flow from there. Yeah, so my name's Afra, um, Afra Natalie. I'm, I am an art therapist and artist. Um, I'm not sure which one I am more of. <laughs> um, I... I'm 30 years old. I'm now practicing therapy for a few years, number of years. And before that, um, I've been, I've been practicing art for a long time now for my adult life. Well, actually, I suppose I would say all of, all of my life. Um, that's something that's a big part of me, um, which started when I was very little. I mean, the same for everyone for sure but um I grew up in England um in Gloucestershire actually and I moved around quite a bit around England when I was younger um but my mum is actually Dutch so I'm Dutch by nationality um and my family also in France so I I spend a lot of time going place to place um to France and um, to Holland and now I find myself um, in Scotland after many years of um, kind of searching for a sense of place Um, I'm now finding roots in Scotland doing this work as an art therapist and um, it's very beautiful here and uh, feel very strongly connected so yeah I I studied art for a long time um and I never took the sort of uh typical route after doing a kind of uh conceptual training um but I was very much orientated toward um concept and making art uh, making some sculpture and making a lot of um it was always art that communicated something of the soul but I think at the time when I was when was that? I was 20 something. Um, uh, I had a lot of things in myself that I needed to resolve, but I've just sort of begun my journey in a way, um, on a sort of, in a sort of spiritual sense. And I, and I was constantly met with uh, not feeling like I had a strong enough voice to just express what needed to be expressed. And it was sort of around the time of studying um philosophy and art and you know the the nature of things that i that i really tuned into theosophy um which is also part of my upbringing not i didn't have an exact exactly a a steiner upbringing but i was a bit of that in my family um and so that just kind of that was a kind of moment where a threshold moment i suppose where things started to come together um with art and and meaning um 
and I began to study sort of alchemy and uh, magic and occultism and all these kind of um, you know, just the deep worlds of of truth really and it's hard to explain that from a point of view now but it was it was just a deep knowing um, which I had also connected to when I was a lot younger I remember being around um, 14 I think it was around 14 and I remember being very keen on meditating and um and then having a very strong out-of-body experience where I, I did actually leave my body um during a meditation and um and i and i knew it was something very important that had happened and i also knew that there was some significance to the places that i was connecting to but i i think because of the upbringing that i had sort of alternative but I didn't have sort of spiritual people around me I didn't have um I didn't go to schools that were particularly helpful in in supporting me in in my kind of sensitive nature um so it took a long time to return to that point which I would say is now so back to back to this time of studying art I really developed um a kind of urgency um in myself that you know i needed to do this healing work um but it took a lot of years for the timing to be right in a way so you know like we all do we went through a number of years of different um life experiences that um were painful and traumatic to some extent but um all incredibly valuable um and it was also through having personal therapy that I then realized this kind of this connection to things that are very natural um, uh, sort of a, a practice which embodies the, the whole being the whole human being and is also deeply connected to nature and that was a sort of that was understood through a very organic material place there's a lot of visions of things I can't really give an example, but one being sheep's wool, um, maybe it's something, you know, just playing with something that is so inherently warm and natural and just, it just takes you to a place. <laughs> um, or, you know, when you find some sheep's wool while you're walking or something, you pick it up and it's like this sort of, this beautiful cloud. Um, so, so yeah, a lot of therapy. And then I think I realized at that point, because I've always worked in sort of servitude, you know, working in jobs when I was younger, where I was helping, serving people to some extent. But it but it always is obviously, a, it's a very draining, there's a very draining industries. Um, and I also went into uh, looking at sort of raw food and um, health food and, and sort of serving people in the sense of with healing food. Um, but again, sort of stressful environments. After my studies, I moved to London and um, I was, I did sort of become part of a community of people that are very awake and um, vibrant. And that was also then a beginning of a quite a big, uh, I guess, a paradigm shift. Um, and it was then that I started um, really looking at how I could 
bring the therapy work into my artistic into my artistic side because I had not really a dis- well I did try and do pursue art as a career or as such you know to make a business out of it it wasn't really in me to work in this kind of um I guess in a kind of isolated way um um so I so I knew that I wanted to help people but I I didn't know how quite that would work together um you know what sort of environment that would be in and then I I found an anthroposophical training which is uh, Rudolf Steiner's work put into arts and, and culture and the study of the human being so therapy training but very much looking at the cosmos and nature through a very practical sort of art application um, and that was also um, transpersonal and, and experiential so I, I went through three and or more years of training in that and it was kind of an undoing um, for me you know it was obviously it's very, obviously very challenging to have to know that you have to sort of do this rigorous work on yourself in order to to start working with other people in a kind of in a pure way um and that work does continue every day now it's you know it's a really long process so yeah and so I did that training and then um my art continued as well alongside and it really was then that I I mean after my degree I sort of I didn't paint for a long time, you know, I wasn't really into painting, but it, it slowly, I slowly came back to painting through understanding theory of colours in this um, anthroposophical training. So very much looking at, um, it's based on Gota's theory of colours as well, and this sort of really true nature way of looking at how things exist and how much that... Our, our physical experience such as the way that we as human beings experience the world through color and form um you know how much this is a soul communication and that's really what i'm constantly a place that i'm constantly speaking from is um i mean how to summarize all this but it's really how can i communicate the soul nature of not just myself but that that, that is of all human beings um, and all etheric beings, you know, all plant and spirit and angelic beings. Um, so, so where does that bring me to now? So, so I now work with uh, children and young adults who have very complex special needs um, here in Scotland. Um, and it is a, it's a Camp Hill movement, which is founded upon um, this kind of whole nature picture of a human being. So it really does bring um, people who've been discriminated against in society and, and uh, marginalised. It's really a place for them to be able to just be in their true nature um, and it is the most beautiful picture of you know, just allowing to be. Um, I think people here are more themselves than a lot of people in society, but from an outside picture, it might look very strange. But when you work with people one-to-one in art therapy, most of them are non-verbal um, and they're really operating in 
in kind of non-ordinary realms they're really communicating from a place that is so tender um and that has been one of my greatest teachings of the last few years is learning how to work in a sort of practical way um and an asylum way um with just the colors speaking maybe you know through paint and um, particularly the watercolor and just how to bring bring one's true self into each into that moment and hold space but there are lots of elements to that that i'm still working on as a you know as a young therapist and that is you know how to protect oneself uh, in the sense that knowing how to work in in a healthy way a kind of hygienic way i guess you would say and so then lastly a lot of a lot of my work has been infused with shamanic practices over the last few years um kind of stemming from that study of theosophy and magic and occultism it sort of lead, led me into um again this kind of true nature work um and the sense of being connected to an indigenous being you know us all being indigenous beings um and just another way of expressing that this, this very powerful visionary work um which has always been a part of my my way of seeing things um so practicing a lot with um plant medicines and yes that being a, a healing path and for many people and, and it's very become very it's become very popular to do that um but also just from this uh perspective of a connecting to the land and and to nature um i feel very very strongly connected to all realms it's interesting to describe it without sounding like I'm <laughs> off in <laughs> um like I'm losing the plot but um, yeah I feel you <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean it's um but I think you can understand hey um but anyway so shamanic practice is actually is very practical um and it, and it's very much orientated around tools and and um and as you would know chloe and um also the thing is to have rituals and intentions around things that make oneself strong um you know and i guess maybe i mean as well especially for these times that make oneself resilient um whilst also being true um and that's kind of where I'm at really I'm I'm very much trying to speak through all these these parts of myself um and just um I suppose from um just from the art perspective I I now make work that is I make it for myself sure but I also it just comes from a place of I feel like this is what we all need um and i don't question it and i sort of never have you know it's sort of just grown and again i did i left the sort of the sort of business side of art a long time ago and i just sort of offer it to the world and that is its purpose um 
and and the beautiful part is that people such as yourself Chloe have now discovered it and um yeah that brings me to here talking to you (laughs) (laughs) well yeah I was as you were speaking I was um just focusing my like I was looking at um your artwork and um just taking it in again obviously I I always you know observe it I observe it a lot anyway (laughs) because I I love to Mm -hmm. to receive it but um yeah it was it was really all of the qualities and the energy that you're expressing just then it's it's just so evident through your work and like I just firstly would love to say how you know how in love with your work I am and Mm. like truly it just yeah it's quite hard to explain but it's it's very activating in so many ways and it just feels so like yeah the words kind of fail Mm. but yeah I I just I do truly also you know feel that within you of it being it's having its own purpose you know and and it feels like you kind of um are in that space where you where you do kind of just get out of the way and allow that you know that transmission to come through and allow it to um, move Mm. into the world and you know be received by the people that it needs to be too and I think that's Mm. really refreshing in a world of kind of I mean of course you know it would be beautiful to have that you know continuous growth or whatever and I think it's it's a it's a different sort of model to to really just sink into that trust of you know this work will receive be received by you know whoever it's Mm -hmm. meant to and it'll miss whoever it doesn't need to reach reach you know and um, even within you know within the worlds of social media where um, there is so much content online I just still find it so magic really it's no other word for it but you know how how we tend to find and and naturally gravitate towards work or words or you know Mm. images or whatever it is that that we really do need to to see of course there's a lot that we probably don't need to see mixed in with that but then you Mm. come across people or you know like this interaction and this you know connection that I feel with your work and um yeah then there's that sort of magic that like is woven through it all the time and it just makes me so grateful for these online spaces and Mm. um yeah so Mm. i just yeah just wanted to give so much gratitude to to you for everything that you know you you create and and share with the world and um like i said you're you're just like you're your art is just one of my favorites ever <laughs> like you, mm. you as an artist and and what you create and um yeah everything like it's 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 hard to express as i said but um each one of the beings within your work too has such a really special presence to it and it's i i often find when i'm looking at your work too it's like there is so many um, dimensions to it and um, even just within the like you were saying the play of color in there it's like it's not even about it being a specific object or something it's like the colors are you know creating different energies within it too and um, mm. but you just have such a beautiful a beautiful style too it's like it's got a subtlety but it's also just so intricate and, and deep too <laughs> mm. so um, 
that's my kind of attempt at explaining your work, but I'm sure you, you know, <laughs> you know this and, and you feel this as you're, you're creating it too. But um, yeah, I just wanted to, to kind of sing your praises a bit too. And that's why I wanted to speak to you. And I, I would, yeah, it's been beautiful already to hear about um, your creative process and um, yeah. And I think it's so mm -hmm. special that you also, um, as you were saying, like within your work with, with plant medicines and then also within your studies, it's, it's like having that, um, those experiences or um, those, you know, moments of healing or those processes of healing or, you know, messages that come through. It's like, it feels like, um, which I've had a similar experience with it too. It's like you're receiving that so that it can be shared. Like there is just a natural inclination to, um, to just really share about, what you're experiencing and what you're moving through and those energies that are coming through. And, um, yeah, that's been my experience in the times I've worked with plants or even just mm. in, you know, work, walking in nature. It's, um, you know, the, these things that we receive, it's, um, you know, some things are best left sacred and, and to yourself, but there's a lot of natural feeling when you know it's time to do or create or, um, share something with the world too and and mm. yeah it's beautiful like you said to just kind of um remove the barrier within yourself around that too and just just let it flow and um and then let it go <laughs> yeah. yeah 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 thank you so much chloe um just everything you, you know, just it's very sweet and very touched um and um, yeah, it's really special to connect with you. I, I definitely am also, you know, there's a number of things I want to speak to on that, but um, you know, the platform you've created also has a lot to say about creativity and how we um, communicate with each other and, and, you know, the things we decide to receive. It's this kind of combination of, of uh, being drawn to the right things, but also empowering people to maybe um be creators um rather than consuming so much or feeling like they have to consume in order to understand themselves um mm -hmm. which is which is interesting you know because um i mean that is a very specific point it's a quality of receiving that is um you know, it can really affect one's being. Um, and also, you know, speaking about the sort of, you say walking in nature is the shamanic practice. It is, um, it's not, once, I mean, once you receive uh, teacher plants, it's extraordinary, but you can, but I also mean that the, the real work, the sort of kitchen sink is, exactly. the, it is the every moment where you can, where you, can, you know, remember remember that and yeah I, I think the one the biggest learning I have at the moment is um is it's not about my personal story you know it's really it the content doesn't matter almost it is really I find that and I get such immediate feedback these days in myself you know when I'm not being if I'm trying to make a piece of work 
about something you know maybe i have a struggle and i need to express it and i sometimes you know after a session particularly that's difficult or a whole day of sessions you know i i just make a watercolor painting just to kind of digest everything um and you know there's so many things that you don't see that i don't put out but i i really only post work for people to see online if i feel that it has that kind of purity to it i mean purity sounds sort of evangelical but (laughs) i don't think i mean mean it in the way it's it's sounding but it's sort of Mm -hmm. no i feel that my yeah that that it wasn't my ego that was you know creating this piece of work it really is just just like you say standing out of the way and something comes through and and then it just makes sense to share it Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and but you know also there's this element of a lot of people um and it's interesting because actually uh juliana dear juliana of um ethereal culture i want to give her a shout out actually um uh connected with her in the same sort of amazing way a long while back and um made some art for her in exchange for a um, a natal reading chart reading um and she's a beautiful astrologer and um she, she sort of brought together for me this kind of aspects of the work that i'm doing you know how to bring healing into art and offer it to people and now, i now find myself in this kind of in this kind of prophecy where i where people would like art made for them through whatever whatever kind of channels are in me and that's still a growing process but um you know that also fortifies the work because it's again about this universal connection you know it's not just about me Mm -hmm. yeah yeah i really love that i mean i've also you know found a similar kind of feeling or inclination towards like uh, doing, you know, personalized guided meditations and, and just allowing that, you know, it's, it's a special kind of quality when you, you know, that only one person is going to receive that, Um, you know, Mm -hmm. they could obviously share it with other people, but just to kind of have the vision of, of that person and call in their spirit and, you know, just be working with that, that one energy, I find it really special too it's a different kind of quality than knowing oh i'm going to share this you know um you know publicly for whoever to to find it's yeah so i i think that's that's definitely a beautiful medium you know within within your work i feel it's um yeah i can see how how incredible that would be for for people to receive and um have you been doing um more so you know commission work in that sort of sense recently uh, I mean, more so recently, but it has been going on for a, a number of years that I actually, even when I was back in London in my 20s, I'd have commissions. Um, I mean, I, and again, I haven't, you know, I have quite a number of paintings that I that I won't have shared, actually, just because it's just the passage of time, you know, that they just sort of go out into the world and... and um, I actually just started with an online presence purely for a kind of visual visual diary and and so yeah i 
I think you make a good point. You know, it really is this intention that you bring. Um, it just has so much power behind it. You know, in if your intention is to do a reading for someone and connect with them in that way, then it's it's completely possible and powerful. Um, it just has so much good force for the world. I, I'm really curious to, I, I guess, perhaps get an, a little more of an insight into your your creative process and and how that is for you um like mm. i guess yeah energetically um how you feel as you're creating your different works and like what is you know the different qualities that come in within the different works or perhaps even your connection to like the beings that you you paint too and whether mm. like do, yeah how do they come through to you or do you do you sense them as sort of energies that come in or whether it's an animal or yeah or a, a being a person or um yeah these other sort of elements that you you include in your work i just really love to kind of yeah gain a little bit more insight into how that kind of comes through for you how it um because obviously we all kind of experience that intuitive guidance or um those sort of messages uh, um in different ways so yeah i'd love to hear that mm, thank you that's a nice question. <laughs> um, I mean, it makes me feel sort of glad to be able to, you know, talk a bit about those beings because I think I don't really, again, I don't really question them. I just, they're just, um, but actually that's interesting because I have been thinking, you know, things just arise in maybe in sometimes in poetry or word form as well, you know, they, a sentence will arise and that is the answer or all the kind of essence of almost like the essence of the day. Um, and that particularly happens through the therapy work as well. You know, I have these exchanges and then I'll have a, say like a walk, a walk home by the river or something and, and kind of it will just come together um and again that is the sort of going on a journey the journey work it can just happen you know in the moments where where we're really connected and so as for the beings a lot of them are divine feminine beings as as it's very clear um because you know if you scroll through my work you can see that it is very feminine in orientation and it is sort of, I'm not intentionally, that is just the, the sort of the character of my work. You know, it is, the, it is me in that sort of, it's a kind of, uh, yeah, the kind of Pachamama of everything. It runs through everything. Um, I always want to bring her. Um, there are lots of, beings who don't have detail who are angelic i suppose um but angelic in the sense that they're very earthly they're ethereal like we are they're just uh very close by i think that that's a realization i've had of recent times you know angels really do walk among among us um and it's people such as yourself chloe who you know do this do this important work um, and kind of step aside and allow 
allow spirit to kind of do the work. So I really can't explain how they arise. They just, they just appear and I just paint them. Um, and the same with some of the kind of more uh, symbolic figures, so such as some might have a kind of certain adornments or there might be um, almost sort of indigenous figures who it's funny that they arise. Maybe I've been influenced by certain things, but I try not to, I try as much as possible not to, um, not to look at too much. Um, I mean, I look at a lot of art in the, in the art world that is, um, you know, a lot of painters, traditional painters, for example, but I, I try and keep it all as pure as possible. And the beings all come from spending a lot of time in physical nature and really, really understanding the way things are communicating and that, that feeling that is transmitted when we're in nature. Um, the feeling is what really is the way the soul is communicating, you know, the thoughts and the feelings that we have. And if you remember that your thoughts and your feelings are being transmitted through the soul and that behind it is the soul, the soul nature, then it's kind of very easy to, it's like catching, catching that, uh, catching what is trying to be said in that moment. And that's it, you know, and sometimes that means that a painting will be quite minimal and maybe it didn't take me so long. And then equally the, the commission I'm about to finish, which I've shown you, Chloe, and I will share soon, is, um, you know, it's taken me a very long time. It's taken weeks and weeks of sitting with it and, and painting over parts and, and such. And that's, again, a different way of working. Um, but sometimes that's quite fun because then I have this challenge of trying to resolve a dream painting that I've done. You know, I've, I mean, this is the kind of, it's not a danger, but it's a risk with make, making paintings that are entirely from a dream. Um, is that then you also have to contend with all these aspects such as balancing and, and maybe also the risk that it will have to be finished and it will be, as it is, and it will have to go out into the world as it is. And then I'll learn from it, you know? Mm. Yeah, I, I can imagine. I mean, even I, I have that process, even though I, I don't, there's a lot of work that um, I create that I don't finish entirely. So I never mm. put it out there. <laughs> I have a lot of like, yeah, big kind of journals or, you know, even notebook size, like, um, yeah, little, little works. But I, yeah, it's interesting when you said that I reflected on um, how many works I haven't finished in their entirety. Like they, mm. they I just move on to a new one and I never finish Same. it. And maybe it's a parallel within like life too and following through with things and, being able to just <laughs> put them out there and and then yeah let them go because mm. sometimes we can just and it's interesting with art like you say that you know you can just paint over it and then it's mm. changed and it won't come back again in that form and mm. it's interesting 
um well, that's like, also there's also an element to that of um you know i want to say two things to what you've just said actually it's there's an element of doing unconscious work you know working from a deep place means that you have to let go of any preconceptions or how you would like things to be um because often when that happens when you when you are uh controlling that you know you have this sort of tight-fistedness and it, and it just it it doesn't work and 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 then also this element of not finishing things i really have learned so much through all of my years of of being creative that every single thing that you dream in and every single thing that you make write down anything like the smallest thing even just a scroll or a sketch it will be embodied within you and it comes back through the next future part of you it just does it's so powerful and if you just believe that and know that and it doesn't mean it's a masterpiece work of art i'm not relating it to like you know the better part of my work i i mean a, a drawing that I did in 30 seconds in a moment of of not a great place you know that stayed with me for years and fed all the future works um mm. so and that's the same for everyone you know if we just believe in that kind of that we have a power that is not conscious that is doing the work whilst we work <laughs> mm -hmm. you know there's so many things going on in non-visible realms. Yeah. Yeah. As you were, um, you know, expressing just before that point too, about um, your work, I, I was just reflecting on, um, yeah, how, how you're, the beings and the, you know, they feel like almost elemental kind of um, creatures mm -hmm. <laughs> in different, in different um in different ways and and um i was reflecting on how each of them um just have this really embodied space of peace and it's like i feel like there's this transmission that you bring it that it's just like that really it feels it feels really feminine you know but like the the strength and the peace you know the the kind of mm. communion between those different qualities that that femininity is it's not you know just that entirely soft and you know flowy mm. and you know like there is a there is a really strong presence in each of them too and I feel like yeah as you were speaking that I was just kind of yeah reflecting on that transmission that you give too and I, I feel like especially in this I mean I'm sure you've probably you know and feel and externally have heard too about you know the rise of feminine in the world and how it's very necessary in terms of our recalibration on earth and rebalancing mm. and um it feels like your art is is really serving that purpose too you know without words it's just an energy that's transmitted that people can see and take mm. in and be inspired by without even maybe consciously knowing if, if that makes mm. sense it's like, I'm, I'm sure, you know, there's a lot of you know, teachers out there, you know, within the kind of, um, you know, feminine leadership space or, you know, all of these sort of, um, I'm sure you, you've seen just like 
you know, coaches, guides, all of these, but I just, yeah, I really appreciate your work because it does all of that and speaks all of that without words. And it's just, mm. um, yeah, transmission. Like I've said that word a lot of times, but <laughs> mm. like the most, <laughs> the, the best way to kind of explain, you know, what happens. It's like you receive the trans, the transmission of that particular, um, peace (laughs) thank you i mean that is something that i do i'm very conscious of a lot of my a lot of my work is you know i try and remember not to enforce anything um it is it is for people to uh feel into as well but also just trusting that it will be understood um you know i'm not i i don't need to try when i come into this place of honesty um and it's a bit like um i guess poetry is the same it's not it's there's so much left open for people to understand it in the way that they need to you know um and i think the other thing is i'm you know i am I mean, to do this podcast is quite a, a huge deal for me in terms of speaking out because um, I'm quite sort of introverted by nature, really. And I think that um, there are lots of ways that we can be in the world. We can be, we can be sort of, I think it's in the, in the Tao, Tao Te Ching, it's, it's, you can be f- sort of flying high as a dragon, you know, like, breathing out all of your fire power and your expression you know flying over the earth or you can be very close also to the ground with your ear pressed into the earth and just really listening and and that's also a way of communicating and there are different qualities for different times sure um but i think there's a lot to be said for the quiet path and that that has a a power to it and a grace to it which allows for everything just to be as it needs to be and that's really important i think just allowing things to be yeah it seems to be like quite a big kind of teaching of of 2022 i mean almost forcibly (laughs) um people having to to have that that slow down Mm. yeah and i feel like there's been yeah an opportunity or a yeah it is an opportunity to to have that kind of recalibration of your pace and and this sort of thing and and you know prioritizing things that that are really really important and letting other things drop away i've definitely you know have found that more so this Mm. year and the, the less i kind of fight against it you know my own will about oh i want to be here i want to be doing this i want to like all of this but it's like just um yeah I don't know <laughs> it's it's mm-hmm. a beautiful time in a way because it's so chaotic it's just been such a a very tumultuous year for so many people and you know mm-hmm. heartbreaking in so many ways but also there's a kind of a feeling that I have about its necessity in the kind of movement of things. And yeah, my sense is that it's not going to get 
better anytime soon. But that, like you were kind of saying, I think towards the beginning, it's more like strengthening ourselves through these um, ways of being that we know, you know, really resonate with us, whether it's a certain kind of pace or a certain um, practice or ritual or mm. um, way of doing things and seeing things that can really, yeah, keep us strong and, and able to walk through, you know, the fire in a, in a way because <laughs> it feels mm. quite fiery externally. But it's like how do we keep that, that centre within it? And I'd love to hear how you've navigated this year in that way too and, and perhaps <laughs> any, like, you know, intuitive guidance that you have for anyone listening too about how to nav- navigate the rest of it. And I'm sure 2021 is still going to be a continuation of of all of this unraveling of a lot of you know things that are that are causing a lot of chaos in the in the immediate but hopefully we'll I have hope that it is part of a bigger plan (laughs) yeah yeah I agree I can't speak for everyone's um, way of doing things but I again I think that there's so much to be said for like this quiet way of um you know not forcing your hand it is about being present in the sense that um time it might seem like this year is a long stretch of time or that this is going on and on or you know it's not stepping into the timeline in a way it's knowing that this on the on the spectrum of of our humanity is is nothing um well it's not no thing but it's it's um it's as it should be it's part of this growth cycle um and and it's not to get too macrocosmic about it because you're asking about a very small and practical way that we can you know be with ourselves and a lot of the things that we've been doing here are have been stunning for me actually i work with um a lot of therapists who do different things like dance and movement therapy and massage and all these kind of things and um we do um some dance exercises together not um you know we're not raving about the room but um <laughs> we do um these um eurythmy based exercises which are very um much guided by um planets and so on and that it's a bit like um qigong or something you might see and it all it takes is one gesture with full with intention from yourself to just just to set the day right and it really is about creating something that is meaningful and allowing that to bring you joy and usually those things come from nature you know it's um it's like the wonderment of yeah i i don't know i suppose not everyone feels that way it's difficult isn't it everyone's so different but it is just uh it's connecting to joy and what does that mean for you and certainly stepping outside of personal drama um can be a very sensible thing you know obviously we all need to go process a lot of these difficult feelings that we're having um but i think um connecting with people from this place of joy is actually how it goes you know 
connecting is really important but um with the joy intention with this kind of intent not to not to contribute to the fear and panic um really trying to to be actively conscious about that you do have a lot of power in that you can you can decide to use this time to i mean imagine if the whole of society decided to take that small inner gesture every morning you know just to not contribute to the fear mm. and um or even just to send a blessing i think is one of the best things you can do you know um so many people are going through so many struggles and i often find when i'm not very empathic towards myself in the day or you know or things have gotten stressful from work or whatever i i find that if i connect to someone else's um story a bit or um the tenderness i think of suffering maybe mm-hmm. then then you know then it's really everything kind of melts away mm. yeah and just connecting to that shared sense of humanity too because i tend we i know we tend to kind of obviously we are all um quite naturally really it's not something to be ashamed of but everyone is very self-centered um mm. first um but yeah i feel like the work that you do and um i've found even you know within the you know beginnings of my own mentoring journey and and doing these sort of things or even just having these com- you know natural conversations with people in in the world it's it's just so important and um mm. it really can just shift everything and i i find i i struggle so much more when i don't feel like i have a you know a purpose or a, an interaction happening or um mm it's like everything becomes so much more intense within my inner mm. thoughts and world and that's just because i i haven't allowed myself to connect with the wider world whether that's mm. just the natural world you know being alone in nature going for a walk listening or you know going out somewhere and interacting with someone and um you know i i really love doing um work that's in the world too and um mm. it's interesting to kind of understand that about myself i mean it's not obviously my interview or anything but i found there's been a a process that's happened where i've recognized that it's really like vital for my well-being to also have balance in doing work that's in the world and a bit more yeah of a regular job in a sense you know because I, i find there's like this tendency in this online world to you know just want to be your own boss and you know just have your online business and this sort of thing but mm. i just i feel like yeah of course there's so much that can come with you know the incredible connections that we can have online too but i find if i was I've I've known and and felt within myself that only being there and you know focusing so much energy on on doing things online it's like you miss so much like there's just mm. so much that's not able to be integrated and and like you said too within your 
your work with clients and the conversations that you have and the interactions, it, it feeds your soul work too. And I definitely mm-hmm. find that the same, you know, like you're, you'll have a conversation and, and there'll be a word or, um, you know, something that they've said or, um, you know, something that you saw and that will just unravel into like, you know, in your case, a beautiful piece of art or for me, it might be, you know, guided meditation or a video or a, mm-hmm. a you know, piece of writing or something, an idea for the app or, you know, it's like yeah. I receive that in the world, not just trying to sit at, at home, um, you know, thinking about what I should do next. It's like the natural mm-hmm. and it's the same with people thinking about, oh, like what's my life purpose or, you know, like overthinking what, they think they should be doing with their lives or feeling bad if they have a job that might not be, you know, hundred percent aligned in that moment. But it's, there is like magic and opportunity to be found in, in all experiences and just to kind of shift that awareness of, of being perhaps mm-hmm. a little bit more open to that. And um, yeah, starting mm-hmm. to follow those little moments where you do get those little insights and it might come, I mean, for me, it comes at the, most random times. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was a big yeah. tangent. But anyway, I felt no. that within your own, you know, expression of, of your, your therapy work feeding into, um, you know, the work that you share through your artworks and then, you know, and that also mm-hmm. being a way that you express yourself. And it's obviously more so through the online um, sphere, but you can, and it's also, you know, feeding you financially too with having, you know, that mm-hmm. sort of little side income that's, you know, serving you and, and serving, um, yeah, whoever receives those beautiful pieces. So uh, I think you, yeah, if I feel like I feel inspired by your balance in that way too and um, very much in the same kind of feeling about my path moving forward. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, thank you, Chloe. I'm- excited for you (laughs) as well and you know it's um a constant balancing act it's not um you know it's a question I have you know how much I have an urge to give more of a portion of my of my week to making this art but um you know such as it is I'm quite dedicated to to doing this therapy practice at the moment so you know it's always there's constant fluctuations um and i think yeah just to summarize my also my tangent but you sort of brought it into a clearer point is um you know it's it's just being aware constantly of noticing all these fluctuations and everything's passing arising and passing and arising and passing and just as long as you're just observing yourself closely you know nothing's nothing is everything is possible to to go through um it is the perception that you have and knowing that the content doesn't matter in some extent that in the sense that it's the smallest things that can still bring you the same amount of insight or peace or understanding um but when you do that, when you bring your awareness and your your kind of neutral perception to as many things as you can, you know, 
in in the outer world that everything was will come back to you and bring you the same amount of joy and nourishment you know and then and then it kind of makes it easier for you to find a sort of purpose or to follow your flow because you're accepting the world around you as a unity mm-hmm. yeah i don't know if i explain that very well but yeah no, I felt it. <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. um yeah i would really love to hear about i guess on on a practical level like within your therapy work just what you have seen and, and experienced be beneficial about art therapy as a, mm. yeah, a therapeutic model. Um, I'm obviously studying a uh, bachelor of counseling right now, and it's, you know, very much more a talk therapy, a cognitive <laughs> stuff. And yeah. it's very Freud and it's very, you know, and I, I feel like I'm, I'm inspired by it. Obviously it's, it's fascinating, mm. but it's, I feel like there's just so many missing pieces and, the main one being the somatic connection and mm. um, and the creative connection too and how much that can and naturally um, move in in people and yeah just how you've you've witnessed art therapy move um, things for people or you know just what shifts you've seen within your clients yeah and I guess like the continuation of perhaps working with the same client and you know in different mm. um, areas or themes or you know this sort of thing so I just really love to hear about perhaps even just a little introduction to what art therapy is for people who don't know entirely um Mm -hmm. what the practice you know what what the sessions look like and yeah Mm -hmm. and then flowing into kind of how it's um helped your clients it's interesting it's it's great to talk to you you know as you're on your journey with the counseling because um, I think I'm still in a similar place myself that the training I did was quite rigorous also in counselling. So the, I'd actually began, I, I did a year counselling with adults, neurotypical adults um, in talking therapy. And um, I found that very stimulating and very amazing. Um, and then also working with uh, primary school level children um, who also maybe had challenging behavior but were also neurotypical um, as you would call it so there was a lot of you know it was a lot of focused focusing on um, speech and, and communication on that level so you know I think it, I think it's hugely beneficial um, I have talking therapy myself, you know, and I have supervision that is that way orientated. And I think it's really powerful. So I think that that also feeds into as an element of working in art therapy, you know, there's different, it's a kind of constant flow between different methods. Um, But it so happens that with these lovely folks with special needs that, you know, a lot of them don't, talk um and they also don't have levels of understanding that um we expect or are used to so it means using um incredibly simple methods that um 
but making sure that those are bestowed with the utmost power and intention um and it can be as simple as a session in which blue is painted um by me maybe or um maybe they just touch the brush you know and we hold hands for the rest of the session or something like that you know so many different so many different experiences um so the art comes in in as a kind of an as the object i guess in the therapy that you know you have yourself as the therapist and the client but then there's also this space which um between the bond between yourself and this other there's also this the the vessel um and it doesn't have to be art you know it can be any form of um you know a rattle or a drum or just any kind of intervention in space is so powerful you know even in the guided meditation just having a, a small object or something so i'm still in two minds about the way to work because i think it's you know still learning and it's constantly evolving and in terms of approach is also a question you know um i work in a very person-centered way and it's um completely client-led but at the same time i often struggle with um being more directive as my training is not particularly directive um you know it's not sort of psychoanalysis as it were and that means that i have to be more directive in moments where i wouldn't like to be um you know because especially with uh, autistic folk for example you know that is required um and it's also difficult then with uh sometimes with art because i'm so much geared towards my orientation is so much towards um imagination and be, and i think i take it for granted sometimes you know that i, I can just tap into that and it's so vivid in me but it's not the same for everyone else um we all see in different ways so i think it's mainly understanding the person and how they how they came to be in this world and how they how they need to communicate in this lifetime you know and what that looks like and then just responding to that yeah. and that's really that really has to be it you know that's that is the work yeah i i completely resonate and that's a similar sort of feeling that's come yeah as i've been studying and um feeling into kind of you know the direction i'd like to kind of take this career um mm -hmm. and yeah it feels um really important and um, right to kind of yeah have almost those you know more tools in your belt in that sense like have different ways um, of working with people or ways of adapting to each unique person's um, needs energetic needs and you know physical needs too because um, I feel like yeah perhaps you know within the kind of traditional um, psychotherapeutic models and things like it is a very kind of it is a model like it's a it's a one kind of um a way <laughs> um mm -hmm. but perhaps that way doesn't work for that client that's there and there could be 
so much more that could open up just with a different question or um, mm -hmm. like you said, an object, like it's something else within the space could just create a whole different experience. You know, it's like that sliding mm -hmm. doors sort of thing. Like there could be a whole other um, reality that could open up for you and that other person just with being, you know, adding something to the space. So it sounds, you know, to me, um, when you speak about it too, it's like being in that um, neutral kind of empty vessel space as much as you can within yourself too, that, so that you're like open to those possibilities, you know, and you're not, um, obviously there's always going to be that quality as a therapist of like, you know, having that kind of directive energy, you know, like it's always has to be there in a sense to kind of provides, you know, structure to um, what you're doing. But yeah, I think it's, it's beautiful to kind of have flow within that too and be receptive and um, yeah. But yeah, there's obviously value in, in all, you know, in talk therapy and in um, uh, yeah, these more kind of alternate um ways too but I guess I, I kind of wanted to to touch on yeah I guess it's been a, a common thread through this conversation too and I guess as we kind of slowly draw to a to a close to a mindful of your time on your day off but um, I guess that yeah I've noticed that the common thread through our conversation has been around um, yeah the connection to the world, the, the natural world to the, um, the world around us and to, you know, all of the elements and objects and, um, yeah, I, uh, that, that is around us and, um, just, uh, forming, um, beautiful, like relationships to these things or perhaps not even beautiful. I think just like understanding mm -hmm. our relationship to, to the world and our, our lens on things. And, um, yeah, I guess what I'm trying to say is like just the power of, um, of those natural things or, um, you know, our relationship to things just being a very beautiful way to move through perhaps, uh, you know, inner struggles or even, you know, external struggles mm -hmm. and things like that and how the mind can only get us so far. And it's, um, so much more can be revealed in just, um, yeah, just having these other sort of experiences, whether it is out in nature or, um, sitting with a blank page and seeing what comes through and, um, Absolutely. allowing space for those things. And yeah, like you said before at the beginning about picking up a piece of wool from the, from the ground and, uh, feeling, you know, what, what arises in you, it could be a leaf or, you know, just interacting, um, with especially the natural world, um, but the mm -hmm. world around us and, um, strengthening that connection to, to life, um, and how mm -hmm. that strengthens us, uh, yeah, in our kind of inner, inner world too. <laughs> yeah. And just to speak to that, like, you know, Oh, it's beautiful, Chloe. And um, it is just, you know, what comes to mind from that is just to have respect um, in every moment. And that will just bring you what you need, you know, respect for yourself, but for any outer force. Um, 
it will just put you on the right path mm. yeah um, and and you know just to i guess yeah to close on everything we said i think the main thing i'm experiencing is at this time is just that uh if we can all do that for ourselves as much as possible you know to have respect um and this kind of tenderness for the world around us and for ourselves but to also step out of the way you know from our stories a bit and to allow for all these possibilities creative and other that you know that is the way that we are going to be able to shape this kind of new paradigm effectively um and that is really important and and that it is with everyone's ordinary capabilities mm -hmm. yeah exactly it doesn't need to be some kind of big grand shift in you know your lifestyle or your work or mm. relationship or something i think oftentimes we get caught in that trap of thinking you know it'll change when you know this has changed or even our relationship to ourselves or a lot of us women to our bodies or you know to mm. these other kind of things that we you know they are still like external objects i guess or um mm. yeah we think that that the changes is, is going to naturally happen if we change those external things but it's it, yeah as we know probably and i'm sure you've experienced too it's never really like mm. that you're still with yourself wherever you yeah. are whoever you're with <laughs> you can never escape yeah. it so you got to get right with what is <laughs> Totally. I just, um, it's come up a few times, but I just wanted to say this, if you don't mind, I'll share this quote. Of course, yeah. Um, and it stayed with me a long while. And, you know, it's, you know, like you just said, I'm le I learn that every day. I have to remember it's, you know, we're so obsessed with seeking transformation in our, in our world, in our society. Um, the biggest thing I've learned from people is that um, transformation is not, it's not what's required in the sense that, I mean, it's ironic because I've just spoken about that we need to sort of take agency, but um, yeah, to not be obsessed to want to change ourselves, but to focus upon the quality of what we're putting out, I suppose. And this quote, well, okay, I'll just have to misread it, but it is Mother Teresa of all people who said something like, um, in this life, we can't expect to do great things, but we can do great things um, with a with small life. No, I'm misquoting it, sorry. We can't expect to do, it's terrible. We can't expect to do um, great things, but we can do um, things with great love, you know, small things with great love. Mm. and that that is terrible to completely um fluff the quote but it but it's that is really important you know it's the, the great love that we bring to the small things and and that's what i mean about this present awareness to all of the small things and that is very powerful practice beautiful i'd love to um yeah if you could if you could share um a little bit about I guess how how people can um, connect to your work if they want to perhaps um, 
yeah, engage in, in your commissioned art or buy prints or anything that you, you feel um, to share in that way of how people can connect deeper to you and, um, you know, your transmissions. <laughs> yeah. Uh, thank you, Chloe. Well, um, thank you very much for having me. And it was so, such a pleasure to connect with you and talk with you. Mm. Um, we, should do, we should do it more. <laughs> I feel that. Um, yeah. Real like um, kindred, kindredness. Is that, is that a word? Yeah, yeah for sure. Um, <laughs> yeah, you can find me on, it sounds so cringy, but you can find me on Instagram, which is where I, I kind of solely put out these artworks. Um, and that's a sanctuary. So you can... Uh, look for my name Afra Natalie um, and maybe Chloe you can leave some links I don't know mm -hmm. um, um, and that's really it and um, I do have a website through there um, which is by the same name and there are some prints on there but mostly I put out work um, as it happens and it just if it goes it goes um you know to whoever connects with it so um it's kind of very organic in that way mm. so yeah. so so yeah so when you post things um because i was curious too because obviously i reached out to you um mm. about like really wanting an artwork you know for i'm moving into a new space in a few weeks and i was like i need to <laughs> one of your works on as a statement piece in my living room and um just was really feeling you know called to that so so when you post on your instagram account do people message you privately if they would like that piece or is that how it works um i mean you know i i never um offer things for, for purchase outright I just post them and if people want them then, then they generally get in touch and I think I don't make that very clear probably I'm not a very good businesswoman but <laughs> um you know that's never been the intention I just try and offer it for whoever wants to receive it without a, a pressure um and then a lot of it is commissioned so you know I try and make a distinction between work that is a commission or just not for sale um so I guess it's please bear with me in my organic process but um yeah i'm trying to i'm trying to make it clear when there's something that is available um and yeah we'll see maybe this will help me make it a bit more um, um practical process for everyone involved mm, yeah for sure i mean yeah i can see it um just growing you know so beautifully i mean i felt i feel like your network of people who are finding your work is you know is very like organically and beautifully growing already just with mm. um, yeah i feel like you get so much beautiful support too on on your pieces when you share them and i think it's really beautiful that you've you made it clear that um you know making people give give um well you giving people permission to repost and make sure that you know they don't change the colors and things too <laughs> so it's beautiful mm -hmm. that you kind of set those boundaries in place too in the kind of social media world where everything's reshared and i can't really speak because i share a lot of people's works <laughs> um, <laughs> no, but you do share it very respectfully so i think you know you've always been um 
you know you are connected to the artist or the the origin of the work which is really important yeah i really try to only post work that i know the source of like i wouldn't really want to post a you know a very very rarely when i post a like source unknown <laughs> or i might ask the question you know does anyone know mm. where this is from but i think it's always good to you know you need to credit that artist <laughs> so that people could yeah. find their work and um yeah just as a respect obviously they put their time and energy into making that piece and um anyway that's a whole other <laughs> yeah yeah don't get me started but i think it's an interesting maybe we can do a separate podcast on that <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For sure. yeah yeah i i go through that kind of motion because obviously mojo mecca feels like it's kind of like a hub you know like a meeting place for a lot of different sort of I don't know, art, artwork and, and quotes and things that, you know, pieces of writing and things that I'm inspired by. It's like a melting pot of a lot of things. But just mm. yeah, thanks for the ref reflection on, you know, it feeling respectful because I always try and have that energy about it. But anyway. Mm. It's <laughs> so a beautiful melting pot or a beautiful cauldron that is your mojo mecca <laughs> so thank you for it we all are very grateful <laughs> well yes thank you for being a part of it too and um yeah i've been yeah as i said kind of through this whole interview conversation um just how inspired i am by your work and it like mm. it just touches me in such a deep place um beyond words so yeah, just really grateful that, um, yeah, to have connected with you through this online sphere. And, um, mm -hmm. yeah, I just have this strong feeling like we're going to meet in person too. Uh, I I've think so. I've been in Europe more and more recently and I hope, you know, maybe, you know, later next year when things hopefully are a bit more open, I would love to go on an adventure. <laughs> Yeah, you'd be so welcome here in, in Scotland. We would love to have you. <laughs> yeah, because I have um, my, like, ancestry is English and Irish. And um, mm. I feel very connected to, you know, those lands over there. I know, I just know that I'm going to have really beautiful and profound experiences being there. I haven't been to Europe at all. I feel like mm -hmm. I've been dreaming about it a lot more. I dreamt the other night that I was at a um, a big stone castle, like on the edge of a cliff by the sea, at some big no <laughs> gathering or something. And I was sitting there, like weeping, like really uncontrollably weeping, just so grateful to be there, <laughs> like having a really <laughs> profound moment of just like a bodily experience of like a home or remembrance or something like that. That was like mm. not last night, the night before. So yeah, it's definitely in my sphere. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, if dreams of strong sense of place is such a powerful insight, isn't it? And the, and the castle or something. We actually have one that is exactly as you're describing. There's not a weeping beautiful person there, but... <laughs> <laughs> maybe <Yeah>. there is <laughs> it has a lot of history for sure mm -hmm. but yeah yeah mm. 
Well, yeah, thank you so much for this um, conversation. It's been such a pleasure and it's, you know, beautiful to tap in with your energy and, you know, just to hear you speak too, because obviously we've only connected through mm. our social media <laughs> accounts. But, um, yeah, I look forward to our, um, yeah, just like keeping on deepening our connection and keeping in touch and, um, yeah. Definitely would love to connect in the flesh one day. Yeah, me too, sister, for sure. I feel in a really beautiful energy right now. Yeah. So thanks for, yeah, everything that you have, like, gifted. Yeah, like, it's been really, like, reaffirming to, um, obviously, within your work as a therapist, like, it's just been so, yeah, affirming in that way that, like, mm. I feel like we're very parallel in that sense of, yeah. yeah. <laughs> You know, I mean, <laughs> art and, and therapeutic work and, yeah. Yeah, you also have a beautiful and powerful offering in, in that healing sense and that is very inspiring. So I'm looking forward to, you know, following you on that journey. Mm, really you. support it. It's beautiful. I think it's, yeah, it's so good that you're doing it. And, like, you know, just I didn't say it much already, but I'm just, yeah, your journey. I mean, it's actually kind of semi a mystery to me, but I, I'm aware of like how much work you've done um, working in this in this space, you know, this kind of healing space. Um, it's such a Yeah, I feel like I'm still, I don't know, there's like an, I don't know, it might be like an imposter syndrome or something. I tend to always put like, I don't really see myself as like a, a teacher or anything like that, you know, like especially with Mojo Mecca, it feels more like a, a meeting place or a hub for a lot of different stories and mm. voices and, you know, art obviously. And like, yeah. So it's interesting to kind of, I don't know, but then there's moments obviously where I feel really called to be more present or like, you know, be more yeah. into. So it's like dancing between that, but I'm also quite, a private person in a lot of ways too and like mm. don't want to but isn't, much of myself but isn't it also like um i was thinking about this before it's like the curation of all of this is like again a very um you know you're kind of underdog going around in the background but it's actually incredibly powerful like that is still very held and guided um mm. but like the exterior perception seems like um, multifaceted but you know it all comes from you and your yeah. beautiful being so yeah I know I think and I, I've got that um kind of confirmation recently um from another beautiful woman um and she kind of said that too just kind of yeah just owning it more because the people who are coming to Mojo Mecca it's because they like feel my energy you know because that's yeah. in infused in everything it's not like it's not separate from me you know and just like really it's not like a separate entity like it is me <laughs> um like and it that it's an entity yeah. that I'm kind of tending to like within myself too that's not uh, you know either you know it's like a certain kind of like there's a lot of different facets but this is like obviously one of the most passionate <laughs> yeah. yeah and I no I appreciate that and it, but I think I, I mean people that are um, 
you know sensitive you probably know that as well like i i do think that i think i can sense that about you anyway but i just want to say as well like your my friend and i were talking about this exact thing with like social media and and um and how to communicate honestly and i really and i really feel that intrinsically is how you are and like there is you know even if you're um working more in like a you know modeling or photography way it's like it's just such an honesty to mm-hmm. like i can just see your you you know your your spirit is like it's not um i don't know how to describe it really it's, <laughs> it's like you know it's funny how these things have no words it's like you know i just see yeah. you <laughs> and i think that that is quite rare actually like i would say i mean i don't like i haven't scrolled through the whole of instagram obviously but i'm not mm-hmm. wishing <laughs> but mm-hmm. um yeah, yeah it's just a gift um, wishing you lots of beautiful peaceful love for your evening <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah i'm um yeah wishing you the same for your day and thanks again for everything that was shared here i'm really looking forward to putting it out um i I hope it's okay yeah of course it was really yeah it was powerful and i think people free to chop things out (laughs) or chop out the rain that's about it (laughs) everything else (laughs) bless you thank you so much